What's poppin' icons? And welcome back to Stay Regal Radio. I am your host, the one and only Regal Cardi A. And today we are back up in this thing with episode 27. But regal me, babe. Regal me, baby. Go ahead, babe. Go ahead, baby. We doing a little something different. I believe, I think every episode I want to try and do a little remix vibe to the intro song. So I decide and pick one that sticks and that I really like. So y'all be sure to let me know what you think. And if you got a little, you know, two cents to throw up in the mix, you can let me know that too. Now, with that being said, I do want to welcome all my returning icons. What's up? I see you with your legendary ass. And if you are a new icon, welcome to the Icon Squad, where we talk everything self-love, mental health, shit, sexual stories, and healing, and anything about freedom of self-expression. Literally stepping out your motherfucking comfort zone. And honestly, that's what this is. A safe space to show up and show the fuck out, which is what my 2024 is all about. So if that sounds like something you're into, baby, then have a seat and get comfortable. Now, while I am not smoking or drinking this year, you are more than welcome to raise your glass and have a cheer. Okay, so today's topic, I wanted to talk about something that's really helped me in my learning process about my trauma and how I show up in the world and really putting a name to it so I didn't feel like a lunatic, honestly, because <laughs> I was feeling crazy. So as many of us know, in the last few years, it has been a wild, wild ride. There's been a lot of uneasiness. A lot of things that used to get us by are no longer working. Our lives are coming undone. um, And some of us feel lost. Some of us feel out of control. And I know that was my story. And so by force and also by will, I went and I got the help that I needed. I got the language that I needed to explain what I was going through. And I was then able to do the work. I was able to see myself clearly for honestly, the first time in a long time. So I am someone who is healing from abandonment issues. Now, this goes from my childhood, but it also goes throughout my, you know, young adult years, teenage years, young woman years, womanhood. Not only have I've put so much power into other people, places, and situations that their absence from my life made me feel such abandonment. So sometimes I was crippled. But also, we don't really talk about the abandonment or the grief that comes with your own elevation. When the pieces and the parts of you that you've known your entire life no longer serve you and you must put them down and become someone different, there is, for me personally, grief that came from that and realizing that I was not always showing up the way that I needed to. So before I get a little bit too further into it, let's talk about it. Okay. So as y'all know, I'm very open about my mental wellness, about therapy and things of that nature. And luckily when I started spiraling out of control and I just felt like beyond suicidal and crazy, I went and got the help that I needed. And I learned about the swirl And this is a cycle that we go through during the five stages of abandonment. So S is shattering. 
Now, this is when your relationship is breaking apart. It's coming undone. And honestly, you feel like you're in a million fucking pieces and you have no way of putting it back together. You feel utterly and completely lost, right? Think about that. How many times have you gone through losing someone of significance, whether it be a breakup, a platonic romantic, the death of a loved one, maybe someone being incarcerated, you know, and those are my personal stories. Think of how it makes you feel when you realize like, damn, I don't have that relationship anymore. A lot of the times it's so gut-wrenching because our identities are intrinsically etched in woven into these relationships, right? These people, sometimes these places and these things that we can't see ourselves beyond that relationship. W, withdrawals. Now, this is exactly what it sounds like. You can become not only physically, but mentally and emotionally sick from the loss of that love. You're fiending. You know, you're fiending for it because... Whatever that relationship provided you is gone. Whatever source of energy, of love, of hope, of light, whatever it was, even if it was toxic, even if it was toxic, but you have become accustomed to it. That was your norm. You know what I'm saying? So it's gone now. You're going through withdrawals. Ass is like a damn crackhead. (laughs) Okay. I internalizing. Now, for some of us who don't know what internalizing means, it's literally to make behavior or attitude part of one's nature by learning or unconscious assimilation. So basically what that means is you're beating yourself up. Everything that's happened in this situation, you are internalizing it. You're making it a part of who you are. I can't believe I did this. If I would have been better, this would have not happened. Like you're filled with self-doubt. Was I not good enough? Did I not show up enough? And you become or can become super insecure in this part of the swirl method or not method cycle. Excuse me. Then we have our. Now, this is where the rage comes in. You know what I'm saying? You're pissed the fuck off because you start realizing, wait a minute, this shit is not all me. Yes, I had a part in it, but this is not on me because them motherfuckers were shisty, shady, and whatever other labels we want to put on these people, these situations, and whatever has happened in that situation, right? You, you're not carrying all that blame. And... With this, we got to be careful because agitated depression and spurts of anger can be displaced on your friends and family during this turbulent time. And also, you got to be careful because sometimes there could be revenge and retaliation fantasies toward the person in question, the situation in uh, in question. And y'all, I ain't going to lie to you. I, I figured out in 2021... I am not a saint and my shit do stink, okay? I have bars written down. I've got verses. I've got sums where I am going in on the people that I feel like wronged me. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's even me. But yes, just know I got diss tracks, baby. (laughs) I got (laughs) them. The bars are there. But I've always been a person where I don't like to retaliate and get the revenge because Luckily, I was raised by my mama who told me to always be the bigger person. And even sometimes I'll be like, look, 
You see me? I am already bigger than everybody. I ain't got time to be the bigger person in that way. I want to be petty. I want to be petty. But luckily, God always shows me like when I'm trying to pop my shit, go off on people or do something real snake-like, I get my karma. God popped me on my ass and showed me why I ain't built like that and I'm not for that type of that path, even if I want to, even when my flesh wants to, I always get told to sit my ass down and learn from the lesson. Ugh. So anyway, be careful with that retaliation and revenge. You do you, whatever makes you happy, but just understand that the energy that you put out is going to be the energy that comes back to you. But after all that stuff that we just went through, the S-W-I-R, you get to the L, which is the lifting and baby, the lifting can be such a beautiful phase and part of the cycle because you're lifting back into your life. The anger that some people may look at as horrible, it actually helped you place the pain body outside of yourself. Now you've externalized it. It's helpful because you understand that while I didn't do this all on my own, I have the power to get back into my life because it's not healthy for me to stay in this cycle and just swirling, never lifting, never coming up for air. And I love that because in my stage of lifting, I've been able to really gain clarity about why I had to go through some things and just realize like, damn, as much as I didn't want to admit, me and that person were no longer in alignment. And as much as I love them, I didn't really like the person they had become. I didn't want to be a part of the, some of the things that we did together. I don't want to sit up and talk shit about people. I don't want to down another woman, whether she be black, white, or yellow, whatever it is. I don't want to do that. And I realized that, oh, okay. While they thought I, never, I no longer served them, that relationship no longer served me. And it was healthy for me to take accountability and what I played, my part that I played, and not just become and play victim. Because if I would have played the victim, right? Like, I can't believe this is happening to me or they left me. If I never took accountability for how I showed up, I would still be swirling probably in that rage and that internalizing and withdrawals and things. I'm good. And of course, with any type of grief or loss, there's waves of it. You know, it's not just linear. It's not just one straight line to get from the S to the L. Sometimes you go to the W to the S to the R and you think you're lifting and then you get back to internalizing it, right? So there's just not one straight line. It could be a whole bunch of squirrels going around. I meant like squirrely lines. But anyway, it's not healthy to not take accountability and to not own up to your shit. And that's really the best thing that I've learned in this life is owning my mistakes, good, bad, and different, the things that I've done to really truly learn from them, right? So a lot of people may be thinking, well, how did you overcome this? Luckily, I've been really vocal about getting the help that I need and getting to a space where I realize I can't dump all my shit on my friends and my family, I need professional help and seeking that and getting that. I've been in and out of various types of therapy since I was 27 
and just really trying to get an understanding of what I'm going through and how I can process and how I can learn and be better. And also the process from knowing better to actually doing better is a journey in and of itself. So please give yourself grace. Don't think you're going to go to, or no, I can't say don't think you guys. Some people do. They go to therapy and they get what it is. They begin doing the work and it's a really smooth, well, I can't say smooth because I don't know everybody's story, but it's a seems to be a seamless process. I'm a little bit hard-headed. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little bit stubborn in my thinking and I really be feeling like I can keep changing this situation. I can change that person. And baby, the only person I have power to change is myself. And I'm grasping that concept and it's okay. I have learning to go with the flow and relinquish control. But therapy has helped me see myself clearly to step out of always thinking that everybody's doing shit to me and realize like, "Mm, (laughs) what are you doing to you? (laughs) Let's talk about that. Throughout this journey, I also um, learned about alchemy. I got to read the book, The Alchemist. I've read it. The support of the TWC and the different groups that I'm a part of, like we've read this together. We really have broken it down and I understand the art of alchemy. And really, that is seemingly a magical process of transformation, creation, or combination. So it's taken your pain right? The hurt, the agony, and it's turning it and allowing it to transform into something beautiful, a beautiful creation. And that is something that I've learned how to do. Do I do it all the time, every single time? No, but it's something that I know that is a resource for me that I can say, hmm, this is what I'm feeling. I don't want to feel this way anymore. How can I take this anger and make it something different? Perfect example. I remember one time I was just going through the ringer with my niece. Um, Many of you know I adopted my niece a few years back and it was just a really, it was a raging time, I believe, for both of us. And I was tired of arguing. I was tired of asking. I was just tired of it all. And I decided, you know what, fuck this shit. Like, I'm about to make me a fuck self-doubt purse. And I hate to say it like this, but I just got to be real. It was a fuck you purse, right? And I slapped a whole bunch of paint on it. I spray painted it. It was red, silver, black. And I just put fuck self-doubt all big on it. And I designed it. It was a beige, raggedy looking, just like a little old granny purse. And I just changed it into some fire-ass, dope-ass graffiti purse. And I felt so much better that I put my energy that was all angry and just festering inside of me. And I lashed out at that purse and I turned it into something beautiful, something that I could look at and smile. And I was able to alchemize that energy. And it was dope as shit. I rocked that purse and everybody would love it. Like, oh my God, can you make me something? And I got connections and I was networking and things like that. And it's just a beautiful feeling when you can really understand and you know that Hey, I don't need to feel like this if I don't want to. And the way that we feel and show up in the world is our choice. And you can choose to do some different shit. Also, something that's helped me overcome it was seeking more knowledge of self. The more you know about yourself and the more you can see yourself clearly, the more you're able to see your situation, your life, your purpose, and those around you more clearly, right? And you are able to move through life with more intentionality. So luckily through this process, I had 
through this process, I had a therapist that kept it extremely real with me. She would always tell me, like, I'm going to lovingly bully you. Like, I'm not going to just allow you to, you know, spit excuses at me to lie to yourself because you're not lying to me. Like, you're going to get the real deal, Holyfield. And I really appreciated that. And no shade, no tea. But it was really when I connected with a black woman therapist that I was able to really start making moves and to see myself um, to to see myself more clearly and in an honest way. I had two different black women therapists and I was able to make so much progress in the short, well, two years that I was doing therapy with them than any of the therapy sessions I had since I was 27. So kudos to y'all. Love y'all. Um, again, I learned the power of transmuting my energy and pain into beautiful creations. I started to deconstruct who I was, who I had become to keep people happy so they wouldn't leave, right? That was one thing I learned that my abandonment does for me. I, w- I do have a heart of service, but I also am a recovering people pleaser. And I used to do everything to show up for these people so that they wouldn't leave me. And, you know, on one hand... You think, oh, she's sick, but that's also so selfish, right? It doesn't allow me to show up and do things from a place of love, but for love. And I did not like that. So I knew that's something that I had to change, right? And I went on a self-discovery process. Who am I really? Who am I without the labels that my mama put on me, my sisters, old friends, old lovers? Who the fuck is Regal? What does she like? How does she like to show up in the world? Like... What quirky things do I do that makes me me, you know, that nobody else has? What is my purpose in this world? What did God put on the inside of me for me to share with everybody to heal this beautiful place? I started asking those questions, connecting with other people who were asking those type of questions and really just started to learn and giving myself the space to say, you know what? I know I've done this my entire life, but I don't like that. I don't want to do that. Namely, holding in my emotions. Baby, once 2020 hit and my emotions just was like, nah, you're going to sit down and you're going to deal with us. You can no longer, there's no more room for you to push down any other feeling and emotion. There's no more space. So it's coming up and it's coming out and you're spilling everywhere because you've tried to avoid it for so long. It's spilling the fuck out and things got messy and it got nasty and I didn't know how to handle it, but I learned how to handle that shit. And that's what's up. That's the dope thing about it. Um, I had to do this so that I could recognize myself again. And in some parts of me, meet for the very first fucking time, you know? So I really just want to let y'all know, transmutation is real. Alchemy is real. Learning how to go through these cycles and not let it consume you is real. And I don't know, but if you grew up like me, one of the biggest things that I've learned is when you're going through this healing journey, right, and all these things are starting to go come up, if you don't have the emotional regulation skills, you are going to feel like you are out of your effing mind, I was going stark raving mad and it wasn't until I was 33, 33 that I realized, baby, you ain't that crazy. You've just never been taught how to regulate your emotions because you were never allowed to feel your emotions and emotions equal weakness. 
But baby, there is so much strength in being vulnerable. There is so much strength in really saying, hey, this is how I feel. This is how what you did made me feel. And either I want to set a boundary or have to walk away. And even with being honest with yourself, when you do this, this makes me feel worthless. When you allow people to treat us this way, it makes me feel hopeless. It makes me resent you. It, ooh, you got to get real with yourself, you know, on a lot of different levels. So I did want to share some questions that my therapist asked me as I was going through the swell process. Um, these are just some really the ones that she went through with me. I'm sure as you're going and journaling, you probably could have more. Or if you start talking about the stages of abandonment with your circle, your friends, your family, y'all might come up with some other questions that could be really helpful. So with S, um, what has the stage been like for you and how are you handling the feelings? Again, the S is for shattering, right? So how is that shattering stage going for you? And how are you handling the feelings that come with shattering? The feelings that come with breaking apart and coming undone. With the withdrawal section, the W, what has this stage been like? And how have I handled the longing and the yearning? You got to think about it like with an addict, right? When they are without their source, whatever gets them high, you have to either replace or well, you have to replace it with something healthy. But those periods of sickness, how are you handling it? How do you know when you feel withdrawal coming on? That's also an, a good place uh, of a withdrawal. How do you know it's coming? How do you allow yourself to go through it? How do you comfort yourself through it? Those are all great questions. And then I, what has the internalizing stage been like? How has the heartbreak hurt your self-esteem? Or excuse me. Yep, that's a good one too. How has the heartbreak hurt your self-esteem? But the question was, has the heartbreak hurt your self-esteem? And then the follow-up question was, how so? So this is going to be awesome so that you can really see, damn, this is where I don't feel my best at. Because once you answer this question, then another one is, how could I make myself feel better? What steps can I take to build my self-esteem back up? You know what I'm saying? R, rage. What has the rage stage been like? Have I been able to channel it constructively? Or has it bottlenecked inside of me and created agitation? And as you can imagine, imagine bottleneck is just what it sounds like. You have all this, these big emotions coming up on that little stem of a bottleneck, you know, beer or what have you. And pretty soon that pressure is going to bust it and it's going to come all the way out. Your anger, your agitation, your rage is going to be monumental. And <laughs> that's one of the reasons I realized I really needed help. Um, Back in 2020, y'all, I fucked my, not only my car up, but my hand. My hand was swollen. It was bruised. I punched out my radio. <laughs> I punched my radio out to my car. And as the music junkie and someone who needs music every single day of her life, I was so mad at myself when I came out and I looked at my car. I was like, why in the fuck would you break the radio? Like, you couldn't just like hit the seat next to you or something like the middle console you won't you gonna you gonna mess up the radio what we need every day anyway so process that rage in a way y'all where you're not really fucking yourself in the long run 
and messing up something that's really beneficial to you, especially something like music. That's therapy to my soul. And then the L, describe your experience with lifting. What helps you lift above the pain, even if momentary? And I think it's good because sometimes when you're going through this process, it can be like, I can't, you smile today. Like when I was going through, you know, the grief of my mom, I got to a stage in a point where I think I looked in the mirror and like I saw that my eyes were dead. Like I'm here, but I am dead inside. I'm none. And I didn't want to do it. I wasn't laughing. There was nothing that could really touch me. But there would be moments where I seen something really funny and I'd laugh and then instantly feel guilt that I was laughing because my mom was dead and she was gone. It was like, how could you have the audacity to laugh? But baby, that gave me a momentary peace of mind. It made me gut bust, you know what I'm saying? And it brought me some joy, if only for that moment. So instead of, you know, bashing myself for that, why not give yourself grace and say, well, what was it that made you laugh so hard? Let's see if we can implement something like that again tomorrow or before we go to bed, watch something else like that or be around that person that made you smile more because that's going to help you lift back into life what you need to be doing. You know what I'm saying? So those are some really great questions, some really great uh, journal prompts that can get you started. If you are experiencing any one of these pieces of the cycle of the swirl method. And I was led to share this with y'all because I'm always trying to, you know, self-mediate and trying to be better. And when I was coming into this year, I'm always focusing on my distractions. How can I be less distracted and more, more disciplined and more focused? And this is what God spoke to me. It says, when you're going through traumatic events and stages of life and you don't yet have the language and skills to tackle it, your distractions are cool. However, now that you know, those same distractions will keep you bound. And again, 2024 for me is a year of showing up and showing out. This podcast was originally started for me to showcase that healing is not always rainbows and sunshines and really to help people with my story and my testimony understand that they too could start working to be free. And if you're in a space and you're like, well, I'm not hurting nobody. I just read books all the time. And that's cool that you're reading books. You got a hell of a vocabulary. You can comprehend. You probably are one of the best critical thinkers. You're good. But that's a form of escapism if it hinders you from really walking in your purpose, whatever you were created to do. And that was something I used to always justify when I was heavy into reading books. Well, I'm just a bookworm. Yeah, baby, but that's a form of escapism from you. If you can escape into this world, you don't have to deal with your world, right? Being a people pleaser, being the strong go-to person. What's wrong with that? I'm taking care of people. I got a heart of service. But yes, you were using that excuse to not deal with your own issues because it is easier for you to look at someone else's situation, what they're going through, help them process it, help them through it, and you are not doing it for yourself, right? So I want us to be honest with ourselves. 
What distractions are we utilizing to help us get through life? And if you have that gut feeling, and if any of this resonated with you, be honest enough to say, maybe it's time for me to limit that distraction. Maybe it's time for me to limit how much I cruise on social media. Excuse me. Maybe it's time for me to limit how much Netflix, Tubi, Baddies East and West I'm taking in on a consistent daily basis so that I can make room for my dreams and my purpose to grow. It's been a hell of an episode. And if you made it thus far, I appreciate you. I love you. I went a little bit over on the time, but you know, that's quite all right. Um, We're going to keep them short and sweet this season, but I think under 30 minutes is still a cool place to be. So I just want y'all to remember icons. I love you and you have the power to change not only your mind, but this beautiful world and life situation that we are currently living in. And if you get fed up or overwhelmed, I was reading a book and it's um, The Untethered Soul, if I am not mistaken, by Mark Singer. It reminds us that, baby, we are on a rock that is literally twisting in the middle of nothingness, infinite nothingness, that provides everything that we need. What we are going through in this moment is really not that bad, and it is not going to consume you. You have a purpose. There is a plan for your life, and you know it. You just got to tap in. Tap in, baby. Learn about yourself. Know yourself so that nobody else in this world can tell you about yourself. Okay? I love y'all once more and always. Remember to stay true. Do you. And fuck self-doubt. Peace and blessings. Peace. Icons, if you are fucking with today's episode and you want to know how you can get more content from State Regal Radio and Regal Me Baby TV, please make sure you slide on over to our website at regalmebabytv.com. Subscribe for our monthly icon issue newsletter with great resources and tips. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and YouTube channel, as well as following me on IG at Regal Me Baby TV. All one word. I love y'all and I hope y'all have an amazing day. Peace.